Hey guys, it's Eliza from The Imperfect Woman. I hope you're all having a great night tonight. Now, I have a pretty special podcast tonight. This podcast is a topic that I feel like is such an important area in this world, and that is love. I want to talk about the power of love, and I don't want to just talk about the good. I want to talk about the potential dangers of love, the physical experiences of love, the emotional impacts of love, and different things that you do within the experience of love that have a massive impact on your life. I feel like there is just no greater power in this whole entire world than love. And whenever someone asks me, what do you think the meaning of life is? I have always said it's love. It's the one thing that everyone in this world experiences on some level. Love is something that has the ability to literally heal the world. It's pure, it's decent, it's innocent, it's true. And I feel that when we experience that energy of love, it takes a hold of you and it's like you can't even resist it. It's just there and once it's there, it's so hard to break apart. And it's one of those things that it truly has the capacity to heal old wounds, um, you know, cleanse you of any negative negativity that just doesn't serve you anymore. It has so much power in a feeling in something that happens within your brain, your heart, your soul, and you can't always explain it, but it has such an effect on our lives. And it's something that takes so many forms. You know, there's the love that we feel for our family, the love that we feel for a child, our best friend, um, our pets, our animals. It's a love that we feel towards so many things in this world which is why i've always believed it's the meaning of life it's the meaning of something that we all get to experience on some level um and obviously on top of all of that as i've recently talked about there's self-love and loving yourself there's so many areas of the aspect of love that can be shared within yourself in the world So let's talk about the power of love Um, and what I want to talk about initially is the actual physical and mental changes and aspects that it can truly have. Generally when we experience love, the brain changes, it's triggered and it will generally affect your mood, your behavior and when these feelings are new, um, they generally will be very, very strong and they start to kind of linger. So you'll, you know, when you fall in love, you have those very heightened emotions and then they naturally linger to a normal level of love. And that's generally because you're experiencing at the start, when you first start to love something, that feeling of euphoria. So it's that giddy, euphoric excitement that you feel when you're spending time, you know, with someone that you love or seeing them across the room, hearing their name. 
And the reason that you're experiencing that is basically, if we put it in a scientific way, is it's just the normal effect of falling in love that is caused by that neurotransmitter, which is dopamine. So it's your brain's reward system that relies on these important chemicals to reinforce those pleasurable behaviors, which is why when we feel ourselves falling in love and experiencing dopamine, we've become in some way drawn to it and in some ways addicted because of that feeling it's giving our brain. And it could be simply just thinking about the person that you're with can literally just trigger that dopamine release. So it makes you feel excited and you just want to see them and talk to them because your brain is constantly getting that dopamine release. So your brain is rewarding you and you're experiencing these intense pleasures, which actually plays an important part in mating behavior. Feeling good when you spend time with the person you love makes it more likely that you'll keep doing it. So when people are falling out of love, so something has damaged that relationship, your brain is not receiving any more dopamine releases. So you're losing that general feeling of being drawn to love with that person, being drawn to that experience because it's not happening anymore in your brain. So you're losing that feeling of being addicted to that feeling. So from a purely biological perspective, the actual fact of the dopamine release is one of the most important things that we really need to be able to fall in love. It's the first thing that our brain will generally experience that makes us want to fall in love and continue falling in love with that person. So let's talk about attachment and security. When it comes to love, Dopamine isn't the only chemical that our brains are going to experience. So we'll also experience oxytocin levels that really um, boost those feelings of attachment, um, feelings of safety, feelings of trust. And this is why generally you're probably going to feel more comfortable and relaxed when you're with your partner especially once your love makes it past that initial early rush. And so generally when you're touching, you're kissing your partner, you're making love with your partner, those feelings are gonna seem even stronger. And the reason for that is because that's the oxytocin at work. And you know, people call it the love hormone and it's the release of oxytocin that actually can help to strengthen your bond. And that's why physical touch is so important because you've got that general oxytocin happening, then you've got the dopamine happening and your brain is just going crazy with all of these rewards coming and these positive feelings that you're experiencing because of this person. So generally, the better that your partner makes you feel the more you feel loved, the more you feel wanted, the more that you're touching and being intimate and close, it's actually within your brain that you're going to want to become closer to them because you're experiencing all these chemicals that you're gonna wanna continue experiencing. Now, the other aspect of the power of love is the willingness to sacrifice. Most people generally are going to tell you that 
when they've been in love with their partner or if they're still in love with their partner, it, be, it comes with some degree of compromise and sacrifice. So for example, you have people that will move states, move countries to support their partner because as your love is flourishing, as you're falling in love, you're going to find yourself a lot more willing to make these sacrifices. And it's believed this happens because partners tend to become a lot more synced up. So that's actually something called the vagus nerve, which actually begins in your brain. And it plays a role in everything from, you know, like your facial expressions to the rhythm of your heart. And because you're becoming aligned with your partner, it can actually help you notice when they feel sad or distressed. And obviously when you're in a relationship, it's only natural to want to keep that person you love from experiencing pain. So you might choose to sacrifice something for that reason. So it might be moving away. It might be taking a job you don't wanna do. You're doing all of this because you're in love and you're wanting to make sure that your partner isn't feeling that pain that you're also feeling at the same time because of what's happening within themselves and your alignment. Now, the other thing as well is that when you are purely in love, and I am talking long-term love, you're going to experience less stress. Lasting love, genuine, pure love, is consistently linked to lower levels of stress. The positive feelings that you experience from the oxytocin and the dopamine as we spoke about helps to improve your mood. So if you're in a relationship and you're not happy, you're not feeling wanted, you're not touching, you're not having physical touch, you're not experiencing these emotions, it could potentially mean that your love has been damaged. There is something not 100% with that love because Natural, genuine, pure love with no baggage is going to be generally less stress because when you have that natural love, you've got that oxytocin, that dopamine going. So you will see that if you are someone that, um, you know, goes through being in love and, um, you know, falls out of love or, or you're having fights and you're going up and down, up and down, up and down, you'll notice that your oxytocin and your dopamine levels are all over the place. One day it's high, one day it's low, one day it's high, one day it's low. That's because your actual love for that person is fluctuating. So a lot of people say that um, single people, people that actually aren't in relationships, have a higher level of... of um, what do they call it? Cortisol. So that's the stress hormone. Hormone. So people that are generally in committed relationships, as I said, with that genuine love, they don't have that baggage. When I say baggage, I mean like there's nothing damaging going on in that relationship. There's no conflict, um, cheating, betrayal, trust issues, insecurity. People that have that genuine love and aren't experiencing those emotions are going to have less stress because their oxytocin levels and dopamine are continuous. They're not experienced up and down, up and down, up and down, like those people that are not in stable relationships. So another thing that you can look at in relation to the less stress is because people that are in relationships 
as well have someone to vent to. They've got someone to have their back. So you can understand that someone that has support and companionship of someone that they love actually helps them manage really challenging life events as well. Now let's talk about the actual um, real physical aspects. So the real things that have been looked at research-wise that love has a potential impact on. And I say potential because I don't always trust research, but I can say there's a lot of research to back some of these things. So they've said that in terms of love and being in a committed, positive relationship can have different sort of um, impacts such as decreased risk of heart disease, lower blood pressure, improved immune health and faster recovery from illness and I can 100% say that if you have less stress if you've got that dopamine going if you're feeling positive and happy everyone knows the minute that drops the minute your stress is high the minute you're feeling negative that has an overall effect on your physical health when you're not in a good place mentally physically you're not looking after yourself you're unhappy within yourself it's going to impact your physical health so i definitely see that that is a hundred percent probably very accurate that the impact of love can have such an amazing effect on your physical well-being and one other aspect as well that i thought was very interesting when i was looking into this is pain relief now I can tell you firsthand because I've experienced recently surgery and for a week after my surgery, I experienced excruciating pain, but I was with my best friend who is someone that I love. And I felt that just being in their company, feeling looked after, cared for, loved, helped my ability to manage that pain. The minute that my best friend went home and I was alone and I didn't feel that I had anyone there to look after me and love me, I experienced that pain on a whole nother level. And it was actually really interesting. It was an interesting thing that I noticed that um, even like your thoughts of a loved one, the physical presence of a loved one can really improve your mood and help to provide that comfort or strength when you're experiencing pain and actually um, get rid of that, whatever pain you're feeling at that moment. So I guess when we're talking about the negative effects of love and not so much the positive effects of love, we look at obviously being lovesick, being heartbroken. Um, love doesn't always feel amazing and an awareness of love you know, and the less than positive effects can actually make it easier to keep an eye out for them so they don't cause you or your relationship any harm. So being really aware of how your love for someone can actually affect you in a negative way. So as we just said, um, you know, the lack of stress, there's also the other side of things where there can be an increased stress. And when I talk about increased stress, I'm not talking about over a long-term relationship. I'm more talking about at the start of a relationship. And I'm sure a lot of you guys um, have been through this, but when you first fall in love, 
your stress, your stress actually goes up. And it makes a lot of sense because when you fall in love, it can feel like a pretty like high risk situation. You know, you don't know how it's going to go. You don't know if the other person feels the same way and you're thinking all these thoughts and you're overthinking and you're anxious and it's not always a great feeling, but it can definitely help you to motivate you and pursue your love because you're, you're feeling that stress and your anxiety and you're thinking about things because you're caring, you're, you're wanting it to work out. But on the same um, level of that, if you are at that point where you actually cannot function because of that, then that's where you might have a bit of a problem. So if you're getting really overly anxious, um, you know, you're thinking way too much into it where it's actually affecting their well-being, your well-being, then it's probably not the best feeling to go through and experience. And it usually means that there's something deeper inside that you need to work on within yourself. So that's, you know, talking to a therapist, talking to a professional, working out what it is that's making you feel so anxious when it comes to the power of love. And let's talk about the physical symptoms. So your body is gonna respond to the stress of love by actually producing a couple of other different areas where um, we talk about something called no, I think it's called no repinephrine and adrenaline, I think that's what they were saying, which is the same hormones that your body releases when you face danger or other crisis. So um, these hormones can actually cause those physical symptoms that we associate to love, which is those butterflies feelings. And, you know, I think you, you can get them in so many different situations, but when we experience them with love, we associate it with happiness. Oh, I'm getting butterflies. But you're actually experiencing a rise in those um, reactions and having that adrenaline rush. And, you know, it might sound all good until you need to throw up because you're so anxious and you can't deal with it. <laughs> So realistically, yes, love can literally cause you to be physically ill. It's That's what is so amazing about love is the impact it can truly have on your body and the functioning of your body. And yes, we associate butterflies as beautiful and oh my God, we're in love, but it can make you sick. <laughs> now let's move on to the more serious aspects of the negative sides of love. So I want to talk about poor judgment. So perhaps you might be someone that has fallen in love and you might have done something silly, perhaps maybe dangerous to impress someone that you love. Maybe you've acted without thinking, you've done something that you'd never normally consider. When you experience um, intense love, parts of your brain that's responsible for helping you detect danger and make decisions go into temporary hibernation. So it actually leaves you lacking those essential skills. So by the lack of judgment, it can actually have the serious consequence of being unable to recognize red flags. So that's why when you see people in abusive relationships and they have fallen in love and someone goes, what are you doing? Why are you in that relationship? How could you possibly be okay with the way someone's treating you? It's because they're in love. They're actually lacking 
those essential skills because those parts of the brain that's responsible for noti like noticing those red flags have gone into hibernation. And that's similar to when people say, oh, they've got their rose-colored glasses on. That's literally what it is. Because when you fall out of love, your brain comes back up. It's detecting danger. It's seeing what you need to see to actually be safe. So it's really interesting how the power of love actually can affect the functioning of your brain. And the other side of that is when we talk about love addiction. So generally there's lots of debate about whether people can become addicted to love. And yes, 100% people can become addicted to love. But when we say addicted to love, it's more the addiction to how it is making our brains feeling. So the chemicals, the, the euphoric phase of early love, we're experiencing this pattern where we're craving it. Um, and so we're... We've got this idealized romantic attachment and people with these love addictions might also feel the need to move on for a relationship once they no longer feel in love because they were never in love with the person, they were in love with the feeling and it's really important to be able to identify that. What are you actually in love with? Have you fallen in love with this person or do you just like the feeling that they're giving you? And that's why you'll see people that just you know, are with people because they feel a certain way, but that person might not be 100% right for them. So we come back to that abusive relationship. That person is so wrong for them in so many levels, but they've become addicted to the way that that person has made them feel chemically. So generally, if you notice this, if you're someone that notices that maybe you're addicted to that feeling, that's usually the time where you need to seek help once again. That's usually the time where you get assistance from a counselor, a psychologist, recognizing and having insight on that pattern is crucial. So most people agree that love is more of a whole body experience. It's not just a state of mind. And yes, love can make you feel wonderful but it can also make you feel miserable. And I really want to go into some detail about this because I feel like if we're going to talk about the power of love, we're going to talk about the negatives. <laughs> so sadly in relationships, these are also places where power struggles can occur. A person that is someone that you trusted can sometimes turn into something that signifies pain. A relationship can start very happily um, without anyone ever thinking that this could ever happen to them, but it does. Sometimes it just does. And the process that takes place where a relationship goes from one point to the other may take a long time. They might have had children already. They might have moved jobs. They have de developed those dependencies. But generally, violence in a relationship, those power struggles, domestic violence, it tends to develop slowly. That's not saying it can't develop early, but sometimes it does develop slowly. And it's a testing of boundaries as well. Um, and sometimes that person that is violent 
can be that manipulative that they're waiting for that love to be fully developed in the other person before they take advantage because they know that when that person loves them and has proved to them that they would stay through anything, they know that it is at that point that they can start taking advantage. Little by little, these boundaries are pushed in a direction that makes the victim more and more uncomfortable and it makes it increasingly difficult to speak up and it makes it also increasingly difficult to leave because love is overpowering these red flags. You know, it's those rose-colored glasses. We're not seeing it. We're not identifying the danger. We're not listening to what anyone else is saying because we're thinking they're not feeling what I'm feeling. You know, I'm happy. I'm in love, but they're not. It's destroying them and it's damaging them. But the feeling is of love is taking over the feeling of being damaged. So... I guess, you know, oxytocin, which is what we were talking about earlier, is something that is a neuropeptide which actually facilitates pair bonding and it's associated with the experience of romantic love and familial love. So couples that are in um, the early stages of a relationship who have high levels of oxytocin are actually a lot more likely to stay together than people that have um, and couples that have lower levels of oxytocin and oxytocin is also associated with other feelings such as trust and empathy however the positive effects of oxytocin may also be reversed in individuals who are aggressive or violent so sometimes people that have aggressive tendencies towards romantic partners become aggressive towards their their um, significant other for some reason the oxytocin actually starts affecting that and they that leads them to become aggressive because it stimulates their desire to keep their partners closer to them, which actually enhances those aggressive tactics to keep their partners faithful, to keep them in line, to keep them so they won't leave them. I feel like love is something that is one of the most powerful yet dangerous emotions. Because when you experience love, there is no way to tell what emotion is coming next. You could go from extreme happiness to complete crippling sadness. And it's generally the most emotional situation a, pers a person can generally go through in their life. And, you know, that's basically because the main concern of most human beings is the possibility that you're going to get hurt in the end. There is that possibility that you're going to get hurt. You're going to be left on your own. You're going to have your heart broken. But to me, I think the most dangerous part of love is the process of falling out of love. It's, you know, realizing that, for example, even if the relationship wasn't controlling or toxic, you might have lost yourself in that person. It's the aftermath of falling out of love and the broken heart that can be the killer and once again the power 
of love and the experience of love. You might have found old pictures. You might have seen yourself so happy. And it's one of the hardest things, picking up those pieces. And as much as, yes, there's so much danger in love, you know, there's so much physical, emotional impact. There's so many positives in the experience. One area that I think may be missed in this topic and is really important to talk about is actually the power of erotic love. And this is one specific aspect of love, but it's really important to talk about because when two individuals are in love and make love, their vulnerability levels are pretty high. And when this happens and two people make love, it's um, the vulnerability is often a result of sharing emotions and words that they usually wouldn't. You know, you connect with someone sometimes without even saying a word. You completely connect with someone on a different level when you make love. And making love, can I just say, is completely different to having sex. And anyone that's ever made love and had sexual experiences with their significant other can 100% agree with this. It is not the same. It is a different experience because both people will let their guard down and the risk, the reward all comes into play. There's no judgment. There's no you know, reason to think about goodbyes or expectations or anything like that. You're in love, you know, You've, you're making love. It's not actually about the act of sex when you're making love. It's actually the, the act of unique closeness with their partner and and during that moment, generally, you're going to find it really difficult to imagine anything that you're experiencing with that person happening with anyone else. You become completely swept up in that experience. And it is something that encourages the couple, the two people together to use not only their bodies, but their soul, their mind, their heart to experience that and making love also can give their partners space to discover any hidden issues that might appear during the intimate experience and to go past you know the body and actually connect with each other and experience each other on a different level that you just don't during normal sex the focus is not on the physical body and it requires the dedication between the two partners during the act of making love to be able to truly be in touch, understand and connect with the partner's mind, the partner's soul, the partner's heart. Now I can tell you firsthand in my experience that there's probably been one person in my life that I've truly made love with. And I can tell you that I've never in my life experienced such deep connected emotions that I did during that point. I've had sex with people, I've had sex with boyfriends, but when I made love with that partner, it was something that it, you just can't explain it. And this is where it comes into how it's making the brain feel. The feeling of love and complete and utter vulnerability is the most 
beautiful thing you can ever imagine. Being completely in touch and connected to your partner is honestly something that I feel like can change your whole perspective on what love is. I used to think for many years that I knew what love is until I fell in love and I realized this is what love is. This is what love is supposed to feel like. And sometimes I think about when I used to think about what love meant to me and it makes me wonder how many people in this world have actually experienced genuine love because how do you define love? How do you find the dis- the scale of love? How do you define that? How do you know when you've experienced it? Because everyone's going to experience it in a different way. And some people, you know, may experience it in a friend way or with their animal. But when we're talking about being with a loved one, love is the most connected you could ever feel to any person in this whole entire world. And I feel that people that have truly experienced love probably have listened to this and have understood everything that I've said because they've experienced it. But I can tell you right now that if you haven't experienced it yet and you're listening to this, do not give up because whether that love breaks your heart, tears you apart, makes you the happiest person in the world, the saddest person in the world, the experience of love truly makes life worth living and I can 100% say that I've been through horrible relationships that I wouldn't take back that relationship that I was in for a second because I experienced what love was so I hope you guys liked this podcast I know it's been a long one but I feel like this is just such a special topic and something that I truly believe is the meaning of life So I hope you guys liked it and I'll speak to you all very, very soon. Thanks guys.